0: This is money stories, episode eight, money and multiples with Lauren fall. Greetings and welcome to money stories, a podcast where I interview fellow Catholics and Christians so we can all learn from their personal money stories. I'm Caitlin Kano. A wife, mom, financial counselor, and student of all things stewardship. Today we're talking with Lauren Fall. Lauren's a proud mom of five kids, including four year old triplet boys. She and her husband both work in the tech industry and live in San Francisco. I met Lauren years ago when we were both military spouses living in Arizona. Since then, a lot has changed for her and her family. We had a great conversation talking about how she and her husband financially navigated having multiples and how she and her husband decided to make a career move that would benefit their family. I hope you enjoy it.
1: Hi, Lauren. Thanks so much for being here. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this conversation. This is going to be fun. And for our, our listeners, I'm sure no one knows how far Lauren and I go back. But the last time I remember talking to you was in my kitchen after I had baby number three. And I don't know if you remember this, but you brought me a meal. I did. that's right. And we had a sweet conversation in the kitchen and you were expecting your first. Yeah. I believe. yeah. Oh my gosh. And it was a minute ago and um, you've had a lot of stuff happen in your life since that point since that appreciated meal so can you tell me what has happened what is your money story sure absolutely so we have um, been
2: very fortunate. Um, I guess it's been about nine years since all that has happened uh, when I was pregnant with my first. We um, welcomed our first, who is now eight years old. And about two years after he was born, we welcomed our second a little girl and um, thought, let's go for another one. This feels like it's a good thing for us. This is where we're, we're being led. And on number three, we went into the doctor's office and found out that we were having three more. So we welcomed triplets. Um, and my second had just turned five or two five days before then so we had five kids four and, um, and under um in a very quick amount of time so four years five kids and now we have um, had a lot of other life changes that have kind of gone on during um you know during life and um now the kids are eight six and the triplets are four so um never a dull moment Sure, never a dull moment in your house. Not, Not one. a blessing, <laughs> I'm sure. I would
1: like a moment, but we don't have many right now. No. No. And, and I'm sure uh, it, it's just constant fun and <laughs> never a, a oh, stressful time, very right? Blessed. Like, very blessed for sure. So when you found out you're having triplets, I didn't realize there were spontaneous triplets. There
2: sure.
1: were. Yes. Amazing. What were the financial worries that you and your husband discussed during your pregnancy? What, what were those conversations like? Sure. Um, I mean, literally on the
2: doctor's office table when they were doing the ultrasound and they told us it was three, my immediate reaction was, do we have to get a minivan? Right. So like that was, you know, that's like your first thought is logistics, right? How do you get through all of this stuff? So I think during the actual pregnancy, you immediately turn to that problem solving, but at least that's what I did. I immediately turned to problem solving. Okay. How do we make sure that we can, we can get through one, the pregnancy and two, you know, those, you know, kind of the blur that comes after welcoming multiples. Right. And um, we did not quite yet have the conversations about college funds and savings and all of that stuff at the time. It very much turned into like, what's the closest alligator to the vote for us. And that was, all right, how do we logistically figure out how to have five children in our lives in our small home in North Carolina at the time? Um, you know, And so we we quickly went into that problem-solving mode of, okay, like what kind of help are we going to need to get with the older two kids when I'm physically not capable of doing this? Mm-hmm. Geographically, where are the hospitals located to where we're living? And the hospital that we needed was going to be um, one that could take care of this high-risk pregnancy for us, which was over an hour away from where we were living at the time. So that was going to be a lot of doctor's appointments. It was going to be a lot of you know driving back and forth. I'm a very small person. I'm five feet tall. So triplets, I was about as big around as I am tall at some point during this pregnancy. So getting behind the wheel wasn't going to be an option, right? So um, we quickly knew that we had to look at, um, okay, how do we actually get through this phase of it? And that came from Everything from, okay, let's start dividing the kids up bedroom wise. Let's put the two big kids in one bedroom. Let's make sure we have a car that is reliable, that we can make sure we have all the car seats that can fit in. And that went down to like, what family do we have available to really help us physically, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, kind of take on some of this responsibility. And my husband, Adam, and I are blessed with two parents that have held our hands every step of the way throughout our entire relationship. um, Let alone, of course, during this chaotic time as well.
1: Wow. So yeah, you had to handle the closest alligator to the boat because you probably couldn't see past (laughs) that in those kind of situations. And you said you didn't have those conversations yet about college funds and those, those bigger conversations. Are those ones that you've had since then? Or do you just let those things handle themselves as they, as they happen?
2: That is something that we're very aware of um, and that, that's kind of what it comes into the prioritization of how we spend our money, right? We really have um, buckets of money that like, you know, right off the top, right off the bat, we have all those kind of savings accounts in place. and um, We have the money that's kind of set aside for us to be a little bit more risky and to put in the stock market and options like that. But we also have, hey, here's the stuff that we have no kidding, we need to prioritize. And so um, the college funds and all of those things came, I would say probably within like six months to a year after they were born, it was again, not the biggest um, priority that we had. Um, right off the bat, we'd already had college savings accounts and, you know, 529s and stuff established for the older kids. We quickly educated ourselves. Um, and thanks to some introductions from family, friends and things like that, that helped us talk with a, an actual money person, you know, the finance person yeah. that said, Hey, you actually don't need to have five different 529s. You don't need to have like all these different accounts and helped us get much more smart with where we were putting our money for that longer term and all the different parameters. Like, what if one kid gets a scholarship? What if one kid decides to not go to college, right? And to accommodate for all of that and make sure that our money was going to be used properly when the time came.
1: So it's not always necessarily about having as much as everyone tells you to have. It's just prioritizing what you have in a way that fits with your family's values. Um, What surprises have your kids thrown at you? Surprises have the kids. I mean the one their existence. That was a big surprise right.
2: <laughs> yeah, Probably the first one I think um I think yes it's a lot of work having five children young children is a lot of work but it's actually um you know the, the the saying the more the merrier is actually so true um and it's it's not an exponential amount of work you know there was everyone always says oh three for one you know we what a great deal you got like the only thing these kids have shared is my uterus right <laughs> um, they haven't really shared much outside of out of out of that range um so i think that like while a lot of that side of it has just escalated with the amount of stuff that we've need, the also that like the way that they've been able to just to bond together and become such a unit has actually just blown my mind and, and like n- never more present than right now when we're in the middle of, you know, sheltering in place in the state of California and there's, you know, all seven of us are living in a shoebox in San Francisco. Um, you know, never has that been more true and never have I been more grateful to have all of those dynamics, all of those personalities, everyone really representing themselves in as, as, a, as a team unit, whether they know it or not. I think they are largely unaware, but um, that has made us such a stronger team, um, my husband and I, but also the older children and all seven of us combined.
1: Oh, I love that. And, and you mentioned that you're in San Francisco now, you had the, the ship list in North Carolina. Um, for those who don't know, both Lauren and I were Marine spouses um our husbands flew harriers back in the day and now they're each doing separate things so can you tell me about what led you to san francisco and kind of financial implications of of those decisions and how you balance that with having five um, kids in san francisco which is just phenomenal
2: yeah phenomenal is one word crazy is another right?
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Same um, <motto>. uh, <laughs> Yeah so um,
2: you know there there comes a point in your military career that you're given um, a chance to you, you live up to the contract that you signed up for which is around 11 12 year mark or so after you've committed to being in the military um, when you get to that glorious 20 year mark that is what kind of signals that you have retirement, they have the pensions, that you have these benefits for the rest of your life. Um, We opted um, uh, the road less traveled, perhaps, um, by getting out early. Um, I think that surprised a lot of people, especially when we had five children. And it seemed to be the very, um, the natural thing to do was to to stick it out for 20 years. Um, But we also came to this conclusion and our, you know, in the midst of the the craziness, um, uh, it was important to me that Adam made this decision on his own. My husband made this decision on his own, and that while our lives factored into it, obviously that he was I was supportive of whatever he decided to do, um, and that we were going to you know get through whatever hurdles were presented to us. But when we really looked at what we wanted that family dynamic to be, when we really prioritized. How we wanted to be spending that time what we wanted to accomplish together as a family but also as professionals we were just very much pulled it was very clear you know i always prayed at that point that it wasn't going to be an easy decision i just prayed it was going to be an obvious decision and um during that phase in our lives it was very obvious to us that we were that this lifestyle was not one that was super conducive to us being happy and fulfilled longer term and that we did have other options so we decided um to get, sorry, Adam to get out of the Marine Corps and to, to try our hands in the tech industry. Um, I was fortunate to have a career up until the little boys were born and that took a backseat for a while. And I was able to kind of do some volunteer work and and, and kind of pursue other um, areas of interest at that point. Um, but when an opportunity came to, to just try a new course in life and to try a new phase of our careers, we opted to do it. We kind of took a bet on ourselves. Um, we decided that there was certain risks that we were willing to assume as long as we had you know that the bare minimums of what we needed and prioritize and that goes in hand with you know the college savings accounts and making sure that we had all the stability that we needed with the benefits and the health care and um, you know Living a lifestyle that we were comfortable living with our family. Once that was taken care of, were we willing to assume risk for everything that was additional? And we were. We were willing to assume that risk. Um, and so we decided to move to Silicon Valley. Um, we've moved out here. We live in San Francisco now. Um, after um, Adam works for a social media company, a big social media company. And um, they have um, all the great benefits. They've got all the security in the world that they could possibly offer for our family that we felt very comfortable making that, that leap. Um, I, on the other hand, after we got settled out here, I worked for a small startup. And so startup life is a little bit crazier and it's a little bit more uncertain and riskier. But with that balance between both of us having that, um, that we were able to kind of both you know, pursue those options. Um, the great glorious thing about working for a startup is that we can't afford office space. So I get to work from home. That was incredibly important to me. My entire career, I've always worked from home. And that's been incredible. That's been a biggest priority for me is just because I want to be in the home with my kids. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm the caregiver and that I'm, I'm with them every step of the way. Um, and so I've been incredibly fortunate to, you know, be in a position that I'm professionally very challenged in a very kind of crazy, chaotic environment um, professionally and personally. I'm in a very (laughs) challenging, chaotic environment, Um, but I'm able to blend those really well. And I think um, as a family cohort, we are also able to balance out the the amount of risk that we're able to assume.
1: That's Wonderful, and so you're able to be home and and be with your kids every step of the way and grow yourself professionally, because I feel like so many people are nervous to take that step. And I'm wondering, you said the, you were praying it would be obvious. What made it obvious to you that this was the next right step? So I think, one, that we were very
2: comfortable leaving behind what we had already accomplished, what he had already accomplished, and what we had already accomplished in our community, in our family, in the Marine Corps, in that government world. Like, you know, that was a box that we had checked very intentionally, and there was nothing left to be done there that he was going to regret. Right. And and so he had given it us all he had he accomplished what he had set out to accomplish. It's important for him to serve his country. Um, and I think that he felt like, you know, he had accomplished that. Um, so that was a big part of it. I think the obvious part was um, when you're looking at all the options on the table. Right. He was fortunate to have a number of different job offers. Um, the obvious thing was honestly the money, right? Being able to provide for our family. And he had two other offers that we had, you know, we crammed the numbers. We said, okay, what's the cost of living going to look like in this, exorbitantly crazy city of, you know, price wise in San Francisco. Um, you know, what are the school district situations look like? What, you know, like what, are, what are all of our basic needs that we have prioritized? Are they going to be covered? What does that threshold look like? Um, it was very obvious when the numbers came in that didn't reach that threshold for us. And then the one that did, um, he was fortunate to get two offers from the same company. So then it was a little bit more of a, a decision between, okay, what was the more challenging, fulfilling role and team? Um, but knowing that, um, we had a number and even, at the end, you know, you still second guess yourself. You said, okay, well, maybe we can go down to one car. Maybe we don't need two cars. Maybe we can live in a two bedroom and all the kids, all five kids could just share one room. And we'll all laugh about it at one point, right? Like, oh, okay. yeah, this is, this is the time in life. This is the season yeah. when mom made all of us share a room. Remember that, you know, get a couple of bunk beds. It'll be fine. Um, but, you know, We'll try as we may uh, in those situations, like we were pulled back saying, No, that's not realistic for us. Like we have this number. And so um, I'm fortunate that, that God made it very clear to us what was the right path. Um, this company was also able to help us financially move our family out here and get settled and, you know, put our clothes or put our, our furniture in storage until we could find a home. Like all of those different things that you have to factor those tangible things into your decisions because without that, it wouldn't have been possible. It would not have been obvious, at least. Right. And um, and so for us, like that was definitely a prayer that had been answered
1: by making it very obvious. What was the right decision? How has having multiples affected your other financial plans going forward? I I know we had mentioned uh, earlier that you just kind of handle the the closest alligator to the boat. But now that you two are settling into careers and, and it's not just the multiples, you have two other children. So it's a total of five within four years. What decisions do you make and how how do you prioritize those decisions having such a large family in such an expensive geographic area? Sure.
2: So um, when we have, I think actually physically moving has also really helped us with this of just like. Marie condoing our entire life, right? <laughs> like, not just yeah, it's beautiful, <laughs> amazing, like, not just like your clothes and your sweaters and all of like that stuff, but just your entire life, like, really saying, Hey, like, what is the what, like, what do we care about? Like, what's the important things for us to really focus on, and where are we going to actually put our money where our mouth is, right? Um, and so, it's one of those things, like, um, of, of being able to say, Hey, what's not important to us right now, um, like. Thankfully, like we we work and we live in places where we don't need business wardrobes. We don't need like fancy cars. We don't need that kind of stuff. And so I think it's really important to continue to prioritize, like really looking at yourself and saying, is this something that we need or is this a want? And that has never been more clear than living in a very expensive place with a lot of kids, right? Like is this a need or a want and again very crystal clear on what side those are on um, We also can forecast out what our salary looks like what um, Bonuses and things like that that we can expect and so we have it's not a, a number as much as a percentage of saying Okay When we get this bonus and that's part of like the bonus is part of the, the contract that we had that Adam had signed For example getting you know this new job as a startup It's a little bit trickier, but um, you know knowing that that you do have select bonuses that are going to come in, saying fifty percent of that has to go to savings, right? Fifty percent right off the bat is going to go to full, you know, raising up that level of the the five twenty nine account, right, or whatever it is. Saying this is where we the levels that we need to make that happen, and we need to check those boxes, right? So we kind of we prioritize those. Um, then we also say, okay, like what do we have around our house situation? Investing in our home has to be something. We were fortunate to be able to buy a place out here, and so being able to say, all right, what kind of investments do we want to make in the home that we're living in to make it a, um, you know, one sustainable for our family. We put a a lot of wear and tear on a home, as you might imagine. Um, but also saying, okay, what does the market look like? What kind of investments can we make to upgrade kitchens or things like that? So that's another area that we've had to prioritize. Um, but we've also been able to prioritize, um, like just family, how we spend our time together as a family. Right. And, and as a couple, right? And being able to say, Hey, we both love to eat. So maybe once a quarter, we're going to go out and try one of those fancy restaurants in the city. Um, that means that like the rest of it, sometimes we have, you know, not the most glorious glamorous you know dinners planned and things like that but we know that like that that's where we're going to kind of prioritize and make that something special for us family vacations things like that that you can kind of plan out in advance um, you know and, and, and family vacations as um, you know with our larger family as well cousins and grandparents and things things of that nature being able to really say okay what's Christmas gonna look like we've got to plan for that down the road um, we've also gotten much better at saying okay on the other side what's not important like toys are really not important important. Um, Christmas gifts, like we've gotten really good. Um, You know, the baby Jesus received three gifts. Um, We give our kids three gifts for Christmas. That's all they get. Um, granted they probably get plenty of others when you add in grandparents and, you know, other relatives and stuff like that, but they know what to expect. Right. And, and, and Christmas, you know, becomes those three gifts, but it also becomes so much more. Um, and, um, so, you know, we've learned to kind of manage our own expectations that way, um, and the good ways
1: and, and like, and the, the ways that might seem a little bit more, um, kind of cut and dry, I think. It really comes down to prioritization. And when you have so many kids, I mean, I. mean, I only have four Only, <laughs> but it really does come down to prioritization and and making those family traditions and your children will remember the three gifts as a beautiful family tradition not like they were limited in any way I'm sure in the future right. that, that's just great and if you can think about when you found out you're pregnant with the triplets and all the thoughts that were swirling around in your brain and how are we going to do this and what what is this going to look like what tips would you give Yourself. What tips should you give someone who's going through that same situation um, to help them, you know, realize that there is a way to progress forward as a financial steward of <laughs> the Lord? Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, this may not be the, the advice that you want your listeners to hear, but um, you, can, you have to get through that first year, right? Like, honestly, like money was not the biggest the biggest you know priority for us that first year um, it, it wasn't that we were you know exorbitant and that we were just throwing money around type of things but you know what sometimes you need your Starbucks right? Sometimes you need that to get you through the day to keep you mentally sane, to keep the fact that, you know, your kids are having peanut butter for dinner. There's protein in it. It's okay. Right? Like, but you have to be able to get through that first year, being kind to yourself, being kind to everyone that you're with, that everyone that's here to help you. I'm really bad at asking for help. I never do it. And, um, so, but like learning that when other people step into your lives, when things are chaotic, and they choose to step into your lives and they're wanting to be there that you need to take all that in, right? That you need to take all the help that's available to you because people want to help you. Um, and I would say like, just be kind to yourself. You're going to have time to take a deep breath as kids are eventually going to sleep, right? Things are eventually going to even themselves out. And, um, you know, and eventually you're going to be able to kind of take a deep breath and say, okay, financially where are we like let's you know but but also just like take into consideration that this is a really hard thing you're doing you know and it's a really hard time in your life and um and sometimes you just you you have to put you know like put priorities in place of like survival right it really feels right. like survival at some point
1: yeah yeah and it's not about having a perfect plan or implementing a perfect plan it's again priorities and your child's primary caregiver usually being a mother needs to be okay <laughs> and if that involves an occasional slurge or getting your nails done once in a while if that doesn't just fit with your financial plan it's okay you know yeah. it, it also comes in line like Adam and I both love to cook. Before the triplets came along,
2: we would probably go to farmer's markets and we would buy all the fresh fruit and the fresh vegetables and we would do something great and wonderful and we try out new recipes all the time. We have a whole lot of canned green beans in our house these days, right? right? Like Costco, like, you know, the the Instacart order from Costco, they have us pegged as a small business just because the amount of snacks and the food that we eat. And my husband's love of buying in bulk, even though we live in a shoebox. Um, But, you know, like those kind of things of saying, hey, like we're not going to do the fresh green beans. We got the canned green beans. And you know what? The kids don't know much of a difference, right? Like I'm understanding that there's little ways and little tweaks here and there that you learn that you're going to save money. You know, you can save money. You can prioritize other things. Are your kids being healthy? Are they getting nourished? Are they getting the, the love and the care and the attention that they need in a healthy way? And there's ways to do that without breaking the bank. Right, right.
1: Lauren, you're the best. I really appreciate
2: you. This has been I'm grateful that you thought of me to, um, to include me. This is a wonderful thing that you're doing.
1: I appreciate you being here. And I know someone's going to find this helpful. And um, this has been such a blessing to have you. So thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: For more information about Compass Catholic Ministries, including the various Bible studies and services that we offer, please visit compasscatholic.org. If you enjoy money stories, please share it with a friend. You may also like Compass Catholic's other podcast, Manage Your Money God's Way, available wherever you get your podcast. If you have any comments about today's show or suggestions for future shows, please email us at info at